but worth. Enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it is a Friday morning. It is October 21st, 2022. Great to be with you on a Friday. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday. Wow, moving into uh, almost the end of October. So next weekend, a week from this weekend, obviously we'll be wrapping up and then moving into November. Unbelievable how quickly it happens, doesn't it? Time goes by. We are glad using some of your time, though, to listen to us and to watch all of our great programming. Speaking of which, Doug Keck, who is the President and Chief Operating Officer of the Network, joining us on a Friday, as he always does with the Inside Word. That's coming up at approximately 15 minutes past the hour. Fact Check Friday also, and we do this every Friday, have been doing so since 2016. And we look at some of the stories that are uh, quite interesting shall we say and i kind of dissect them similar to what al Creston and i did on his show yesterday afternoon about some of the news items that are out there and then wrapping up looking forward to this bishop michael burbage he is the bishop of arlington virginia and he joins us on a number of different efforts going on in his diocese that could impact in a very very good way dioceses across the country so there you go that's the friday lineup let me tell you what's happening with the weather uh, in the midwest the weather is back to being uh, absolutely gorgeous here in michigan it's one of those beautiful uh, fall weekends already it's going to be very warm as a matter of fact for us we're going to be in the mid 70s and i don't know wherever you're living but if you can take advantage of the colors get out there and enjoy it because right now in most parts where they do have the fall season the colors are spectacular this year All right, so here's the weather. A major weather pattern, this is according to the National Weather Service, expected to start today and continue to throughout the weekend. This is across the northwest and the west, featuring some rough conditions and below normal temperatures. A strong cold front digging through the northwest on Friday and carving through the west over the weekend with heavy mountain snowfall for the northern and central Rockies and gusty winds throughout that region. So in the Midwest, Northeast, the Southeast, it looks pretty calm, but as you just heard, in the uh, Northwest and the West, that is going to be the situation there. So just keep that in mind. A lot of news to get through, as you can imagine, so let's get started. You are listening once again to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Let's see what's happening on a Friday morning. Well, pro-life leaders, as Catholic News Agency reports, are challenging Joe Biden after he expressed support for a federal fund for women who take time off work or pay for child care while seeking an abortion. Jeannie Mancini, president of the March for Life, said it's heartbreaking to see Joe Biden so obsessed with abortion on demand that he's willing to use American tax dollars to push for more abortion rather than offering federal funding for life-saving options offered by pro-life organizations and maternity homes around the country. Biden making his comments during an interview that will air October 23rd with the digital media brand Now This, Group 9 Media, which houses Now This, shared a portion of the transcript with the Catholic News Agency. The Catholic Church of England and Wales, as Stephen Watkins tells us, welcomes the publication of a report into child sexual abuse in various sectors of British society. The panel of the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse, or IICSA, published its final report on Thursday. 
The in-depth inquiry into child sexual abuse in England and Wales began in July 2014 and enjoyed vast legal powers of subpoena and access to classified information. The inquiry examined how the country's institutions carried out their duty of care to protect children from sexual abuse, including in the Catholic and Anglican churches, schools, and health care facilities. In the final report, the inquiry lamented that child abuse is a national epidemic and estimated that one in six girls and one in 20 boys experience sexual abuse before the age of 16. The report said that both institutions and politicians have put reputations before the welfare of children and covered up abuse cases for decades. It also noted that many institutions have yet to implement adequate safeguarding measures. Following its publication, the Catholic Council issued a statement welcoming the IICSA final report and highlighting its intention to study the report's contents and recommendations. The Catholic Council, set up by the Catholic Bishops' Conference of England and Wales to comply with the investigation, also offered assurances that the Church will continue to seek to protect the vulnerable. The problem of Christian persecution around the world is being highlighted by a new shrine on the East Coast. It's being built and opening, actually, this weekend, so more people can pray for the millions of Christians who are being persecuted because of their faith. Catholic News Agency has a full report on this, and the idea of the new shrine of Mary, Mother of Persecuted Christians, is to, again, shine a spotlight and pray for those who are being impacted. It's opening in Clinton, Massachusetts. The president is out with a plan to sell off more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve as a way to lower gas prices, supposedly, ahead of the elections. But Texas Congressman Mike McCall says, sorry, that's not okay. He's playing politics with this uh, national security asset that we have. McCall says Biden is failing to prioritize domestic energy production, and that makes us look even weaker. After the fall and debacle of Afghanistan, what did Putin see? Weakness. What does Chairman Xi and China see? Weakness. That's Congressman Mike Call saying this is making our country less safe. Republicans are making a promise to fight back against the CDC's new COVID vaccine recommendations for children. The health agency recommending the shots be added to the child immunization schedule and it may prevent some children from being admitted to school. Doug Mastriano, who's running for governor in Pennsylvania, says the Commonwealth will not mandate the COVID vaccine no matter what the CDC says. Rory O'Neill tells us political upheaval in the UK today where the new British Prime Minister announced her resignation. Most of the world saw Liz Truss for the first time when she had one of the final meetings with the late Queen Elizabeth. Now, after less than two months on the job, Truss is stepping down, announcing her resignation outside Number 10 Downing Street. Since becoming PM, Truss reversed course on her major economic policies, which sent shockwaves through the economy and caused political turmoil in Parliament. Conservative leaders will vote on her replacement, the fifth Tory prime minister in six years. Meanwhile, many party members are calling for the return of the former prime minister, Boris Johnson, who resigned after three years before because of allegations of misconduct. Reuters says bookmakers are betting on finance minister Rishi Sunak to be crowned prime minister. He was runner-up to Liz Truss after Johnson stepped down. Rick Hoschel tells us we're getting a clearer picture of how much damage Hurricane Ian did to Florida's agricultural businesses. The University of Florida this week released a preliminary estimate on the storm's financial impact on crops, livestock, and animal products. Researchers found Ian caused a potential loss of over $1.5 billion for the state's producers. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed says the impact cannot be understated, and the amount of damage to the citrus industry is heartbreaking. 
In Miami, two middle school students being honored with a Do the Right Thing Award for reporting a classmate who was threatening to hurt the principal and blow the school up with a bomb. Miami's police spokeswoman Kira Delva saying Leah Varela and Tanya Sains are a perfect example of why the See Something, Say Something campaign works so well. Both students reported what they heard to the administration because they were concerned about the students' comments and didn't want anyone to get hurt. The two will receive several prizes, including gift cards, free Miami Marlin tickets, passes to local attractions such as a zoo there, and major congratulation letters from Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio. The Korean auto giant Hyundai is investigating child labor violations in its U.S. supply chain. The company is saying on Friday that it plans to sever ties with suppliers in Alabama that were found to have relied on underage workers. State and federal investigators found children as young as 13 working as regional supply at regional supply plants in Alabama. And a new study says emergency room visit by adult sexual assault victims have spiked in the past 15 years. Researchers with the University of Michigan say ER visits by adults who were sexually assaulted shooting up from 3,600 to 2000 and, in 2006 to over 55,000 by 2019. Michael Kastner tells us wildfires raging in the Northwest are giving Washington and Oregon the worst air quality in the country. The federal website airnow.gov says the top 10 locations in the U.S. with the worst air quality on Thursday were all in those two states, with number one being Oak Ridge, Oregon, about 150 miles south of Portland. The biggest cities on the list were Portland and Seattle, which are both being blanketed by wildfire smoke. The region is expecting some rain today, and state officials hope it's enough to aid firefighting efforts and improve the air quality. The Supreme Court is under heightened security after two incidents happened with the same hour within the same hour this week. New court documents obtained by CBS News showing that a California man was arrested this week for trying to unlawfully enter the high court's north door. The document says 73-year-old Melvin Marbury told police he was at the court to meet with Chief Justice John Roberts and he wouldn't leave until he was allowed inside the building. His arrest came just minutes before another security issue on Wednesday when police found guns in a van parked outside the Supreme Court. Nellie Rodriguez tells us Royal Caribbean's largest cruise ship to date getting ready to call Miami home. Miami-based Royal Caribbean is introducing the Icon of the Seas. The Icon is still being built in Finland and gearing up to not only be the world's biggest ship when completed, but it will also feature several first-of-its-kind features like the largest water park at sea, the first-ever suspended infinity pool, and one-of-a-kind entertainment and lounge area called the Aqua Dome. The Icon is expected to be completed next fall before arriving at its new home at Port Miami. Now, these ships are amazing. They're literally like floating giant hotels. It's kind of when you look at them or on them. I know many of you have probably been on a cruise. It's like, how does this thing float, <laughs> right? And then you look at planes, and the planes keep getting bigger and more sophisticated. And it's, it's just amazing, uh, the capacity uh, to do so many things because of the brains and the talents that God gives people. It really is eye-opening. Well, Doug Keck is always eye-opening and interesting to speak with on Friday mornings. He's our president and chief operating officer of EWTN and I know he's probably happy with our Yankees as I am but we're here to talk about TV program not really about the New York Yankees but we may get a little plug in there for them anyway anywho I digress Doug's going to give us an update on what's coming up on the airwaves this weekend and beyond fact check Friday will be at the bottom of the hour a number of stories I think the one that I find so so compelling well there are a number of things 
Did you hear the story about the wife of Fetterman asking for an apology from the media because of the way he was treated, which I thought actually, shocker, was pretty fair and balanced from a particular reporter? And then there's a story about Stacey Abrams, who basically is saying, well, the reason women are struggling with the economy is because of their children. Did you hear that clip? Have you heard that? If you haven't, you're not going to believe it, but then considering the source, maybe you will. And then wrapping up with Bishop Michael Burbage. He is a bishop of Arlington, Virginia. Much to discuss with His Excellency. We've got a few items on the agenda in Virginia that are so cool and could have a real impact on the country and the church. So we will discuss. That's coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. I do hope you're having a beautiful day. If you're in the Northwest, you're going to have some air quality issues. So keep that in mind before you head outside. We are going to head into the commercial break to pay some bills. And we'll be right back to chat with Doug Keck. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not, and their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the doctors of the church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning, October 21st. Every Friday about this time, we check in with Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President, to give us what we call the inside word on upcoming programming. Good morning. How are you on this Friday? Oh, I can't hear Doug. Doug, are you there? Hello, Doug. I can hear. There. Okay. We are going to uh, see if we can get Doug on the phone. 
So I just want to let you know that you are listening to Catholic Connections, uh, Teresa Tamio. Okay, so he just emailed me back. Let's see what's going on. Don't you love live radio when it works? Uh, all right, so we're going to get him on the phone and see if we can chat. In the meantime, I do want to remind you that whenever we discuss what's going on with Doug Keck, you can always check it out at EWTN.com. And just want to share a little bit of a story with you. I remember when Doug was on with me last week, we were talking about the documentary, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. And I hadn't seen it in a while. And I was doing some research over the weekend, and I was working on this Prop 3 that we have in Michigan that is just so, so awful and just so downright evil. And I felt myself just getting really uh, my peace just draining from me because of the things I was seeing online in terms of the impact of Proposition 3 and what some people, even people who call themselves Catholic, were saying about abortion, that I just had to take a breath and walk away from the computer. So I turned on EWTN, and lo and behold, it was, I think, last Sunday night that they were re-airing, if I'm remembering correctly, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, and I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. And I caught it kind of like toward the end, and it was so moving because it was talking about all of the, the evil that had happened and what's leading up to everything we're experiencing today, and it's such an evergreen documentary. And at the end of it, it was talking about the fact that do not be discouraged, do not lose hope, and to always remember that you know God has got this, we just have to keep on keeping on, and that everything that happens right now in terms of what we're seeing can be easily explained in terms of what's happened in society and these different people had uh, very powerful positions. But it was very comforting to me and reminding me that the church is still the church. And that brings me to... A very interesting email I received this morning, because apparently we're still working on Doug. I'm not sure what's going on there. Doug usually joins us at this time. But in light of that, it brings me to an email that I received this morning from one of our listeners, and I was so heartbroken by it, because it sounds like she's lost her peace and lost her, her love of the church, to the point where, because she's very disillusioned with this pope and is concerned about uh, many issues, that she says that she's been longing to go on a pilgrimage to Rome but she refuses to step inside Rome because of this Pope. And it really broke my heart. And I'm writing an email back to her. But I, I think it's important to bring this up because we can be very, very frustrated, uh, even have a righteous anger about some of the things we see in the world and in the church. But we can't stay in that position of anger and fear. It's really, really debilitating to us and very damaging, not only to our psyche, but to our faith. And talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face in terms of saying, I'm not going to go to Rome because I don't like this pope. Well, the church is not just about one pope. The church is about Jesus Christ. And why would anyone deny themselves the opportunity to go to Rome and whoever they want to go with, whether it's me, whether it's Jeff Cavins, whether it's Raymond Arroyo, I don't care. The bottom line is, why would you limit yourself? Why would you cut yourself off from that experience? Because when you go to a place like Rome or when you go to the Holy Land or any of these beautiful places that celebrate our one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, what you are actually doing, what you are actually doing is you're helping yourself understand the big picture. Our church has been around for over 2,000 years. It was founded by Christ Jesus on the rock St. Peter. And again, it's not just about this Pope or John Paul II or Pope Paul VI or John Twenty-Third, or any of the Popes we've had or will have, past, present, and future. 
do we believe what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18? And why, if you love the church, and, and I could tell from this email that she really loves the church, but she's just so caught up in frustration. And I know where it's coming from, by the way, because she mentioned some of the sources that she's been watching and reading. And they are sources, and I'm not going to give them free publicity, but they are sources that concentrate only on the negative. They don't mention anything good that's happening in the church. They don't mention any great stories. They just concentrate on what they view as problems. Sometimes they may be correct. A lot of times they're not. They take one little thing and they blow it out of proportion. Not to say that there aren't issues. There are many many in the church and in the world and sometimes it really hurts when the attacks come from within but father john mercardo says there has never been a golden age in the church and if you really love the church and if you're able to travel whether it be financially or physically if you can do that why would you deny yourself because you are very very concerned about a particular pope or bishop or someone else in rome when you go to a place like rome and I'm actually writing this email back to her, and I told her about one of my favorite experiences, and Deacon Dom and I were just talking about this the other day because we're leading a trip in a couple of weeks. One of our favorite things to do is to watch and listen to the people when, they, when we come into Rome, like usually we do Rome last, so we go around and we do our various sites, like in this trip we're going to Assisi or Vieto, various places in Umbria and Lazio, and then we're going to pull into Rome. And normally we pull into Rome later in the day and the sun is starting to set, and there is nothing like driving by the Via della Conciliazione, the main avenue leading up to the Vatican. After all the times I've been there, countless times, it still takes my breath away. But I love hearing the oohs and the ahs and the thank you Jesus that come out of the pilgrims on the bus when they pass and they look down and we say, okay, turn to the right, look down this main avenue, there she is, there's St. Peter's, there's the Vatican. And I look back, and Deacon Dom and I are in the front of the bus, and I look back and I see tears in their eyes. And I can hear the, the awes and just an amazing, an amazing response. I don't think we have Doug yet. Doug, can you hear me? No, we still don't have Doug. Sure. We're having major issues. All right. Thank you. Oh, here we are. We got gotcha. you. I hear you, yes, actually. I, I'm going I, on and on about Rome I've, and everything, but... I've been listening intently for the last couple of minutes, but I didn't want to interrupt you. You were on a roll. So. Okay, well, call me butter. I'm on a roll, but a better roll would go. be talking to you. Okay, and so we right. have... A, At the first go time, ahead. especially, you see that, you know, you pull up in your, on the Via or you, you walk into St. Peter's Square and you see the Vatican. It's, it's incredibly... Uh, uh, impressive and spiritual experience for anybody, let alone Catholics. So. But but that, I think, lends to our discussion because and I know, based on some of the sources she mentioned, that she's getting caught up in a lot of all negativity and nothing positive. Right. I think that's what we always have to remember is that, you know, this is the Church of Jesus Christ. It's been around for 2,000 years, and, you know, it's had its ups and downs over the years. Anybody who can read history understands that, and there are, there are times in the world where the particular pontiff is, tends to be someone you tend to agree with more, and in other cases, uh, maybe not so much. Uh, but 
the church is still the church. Uh, and the reality is, and I used to say to people, whether they were unhappy with John Paul II or they're not as happy today kind of a thing. You know, 100 years ago, very few people knew what the Pope said on any given day, let alone right. any, any given month. And so, but their spirituality was still centered around the Catholic teachings and the Eucharist. And that's why we're having a Eucharistic revival, because when push comes to shove, it's either Jesus is really present in the Eucharist, or and he's been you know he's redeemed us through his resurrection or st paul says we might as well forget about it so if we keep our focus on the central issues a lot of these other things are are periphery in the sense of how something is done or not done people's personal preferences uh, you know there can be legitimate concerns as people have expressed uh, at different times throughout the church about things going on but we have to stay true to what we know and we know that ultimately this is the church that jesus christ founded and he is not going to abandon it and and see i just think it's so sad to cut yourself off from that experience if you're able to do it and going to rome because it's incredible i, I never get tired of it because it just strengthens me and, and re-energizes me uh, we're going to take a break in about a minute so can you stay on with us so we can talk about oh, yeah, the programming abso because yeah absolutely. we can i can absolutely. do a fact check friday next week uh, so before we take a break uh, i did want to mention that i have to say that that catching uh, the end of uh... solinsky program right. the um... Mm -hmm. wolf in sheep's clothing boy did that help me last weekend right yeah no i mean i i i think we we stumbled onto something early on uh... and it, it was exactly the kind of thing that i think people somebody wrote to us recently from hawaii who who watched it who's not even a catholic and said you know it really helped me understand why things are the way they are and that was the whole idea behind it was to try to say to people blow some of the smoke away and say this is why things are different than they used to be this is why we can't have discussions this is why if you disagree you're the devil you're the enemy you need to be destroyed this mm -hmm. is where all of this stuff came out of and we've seen it in the culture and we've seen how it's impacted even the church yeah yeah but we should never let anything or anyone steal our joy right and that's you're exactly right and that's why you have to you know your, your joy is in jesus christ and right. if you keep focused on that you just got to look at these other things and say yeah do we have to deal with them yes but it's not the end of the world because at the end of the world uh jesus has saved us Yes, amen. More with Doug Keck on a Friday morning, October 21st, 2022, taking a look at all the great programming on EWTN. We'll be right back. It's Holiday Mart season. Grab your plus one or all your besties and dash to the annual St. Anne Parish Holiday Market in Capel, hosted by Catholic Daughters on Saturday, November 12th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for a day of festive shopping with friends. The Mart is overflowing this year with all your favorites, treasures for the home, unique gifts and clothing, custom jewelry, and homemade baked goodies ready for gift giving. Admission and parking are free. Your purchases benefit the CDA College Scholarship Fund. Bring new socks for the joy of socks donation for those in need.
A vast majority of Catholic youth are disconnecting from the church during their teenage years. To re-engage teenagers, Net Ministries offers dynamic evangelistic retreats that have helped over 2.3 million young people encounter the person of Christ. By scheduling a Net Retreat, you create an opportunity for your young people to make the faith their own. Like one retreatant who shared, the Net Retreat was a wake-up call for me. It's so easy to get distracted in the world, but it helped me to focus more on God and who God wants me to be. You can schedule your Net Retreat today by going to netusa.org forward slash schedule. All are invited to meet Father Mike Schmitz and Chris Stefanik at the Gift of Christmas Fundraising Gala event on December 16th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. This Christmas Fundraising Gala features inspirational talks from both Father Mike Schmitz and Chris Stefanik, live Christmas music, a cocktail dinner, live auction, and lots of other entertainment. And most of all, you'll have an opportunity to meet, greet, and take pictures with Father Mike and Chris Stefanik. Tickets are available at cmnchristmas.com. That's cmnchristmas.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour. Continuing our discussion because uh, got cut off earlier with Doug Keck. We want to make sure we get in all the information. I was mentioning the fact that uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing really helped me. I hadn't right. seen it in a while, and I watched it uh, the end of it on Sunday night, and it calmed me right down. And Doug, it's such a well done documentary, and it's it's just evergreen. Especially when you look at uh, when it first came out, it was great, but now it has even I think more meaning for people. Right, and exactly, and we have the follow-up, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, number two, the gender agenda, which was also, I think, semi-prophetic, uh, especially with what we see going on. It's going to be airing Sunday night as well. And I, and since I'm on that topic, I'll mention next week we have a, a special five-part miniseries, which we did with Mary Hassan, entitled The Transgender Movement, What Catholics Need to Know. Huh. It's on all wow. week long, Monday through Friday. Now, it's on early, 5.30 p.m. I don't recommend this for young people or for children. You should be aware that we're, we're, we're talking fairly straight about this. But it's important not only to understand the movement, but the impact it has on Catholics, which sometimes people get lost on. So check that out. That's all next week. And, of course, it's John Paul II's, uh, you know, anniversary feast day so you've got john paul ii and the sick value of suffering that's airing tomorrow at 9 30 a.m in the morning and then uh, in the evening our movie is the pope john paul ii movie very good movie saturday night part one part two will be the following saturday we also have a special event from the diocese of birmingham which is coming from the shrine in Hansville, um, it's our family festival mass, so uh, uh, that should be fun. We're producing that for the diocese and making that available globally. We've also got a global family Eucharistic Holy Hour coming up next Thursday. Okay, so you can look for that as well. And, of course, all of the other fine programming EWTN has available and on demand uh, 24-7 EWTN.com for all the information you want to find out. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about the uh, the special with Mary Hansen? I love her. She's terrific. And she's, she's very, I think, um, very obviously intelligent, but she explains these issues in a very Absolutely. Think, understandable right. way. What happened a couple of years ago, I saw her give a presentation at, at a conference, and I thought, we've got to do this. And uh, it was something we started working on then. And uh, 
we uh, were able to get, get her to do it. We shot it uh, in and around Washington, D.C. Uh, we used uh, heavy graphics to support, similar to what she does in her presentation. Uh, and she has some wonderful interviews, Ryan Anderson and, and many other experts, talking about this with the idea of what's going on in public education, what's going on in social media, through TikTok, how people are being groomed how governments and corporations have gotten behind this stuff, how hospitals, as we've seen. And not only do they, you know, impact society, but they really threaten our faith and our, our liberty and and parental rights. The church always says the number one educator, That's outside the of what the, what the government says, is, is the parents and the family. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. who teaches you about life and everything else. And you're responsible and you're in control. And many of these cases, these things are being done surreptitiously. Um, you know, in, in school and people aren't being told or kids are being appointed to places or websites online where they get more information about this. And, of course, the big scandal up at Boston and Vanderbilt and other places where the surgery is going on. And uh, I hate to say it, in certain cases, like with Big Pharma, we're starting to see maybe some people, uh, unfortunately, uh, taking the dollar sign more important than actually what they're actually doing. Right. Uh, to these these young people and, and as father spitzer has talked about many times yes there's a euphoric kind of uh, the first year or so you think hey life is oh things are going to be so much better you know and and then slowly it it, it congeals on most people that uh, what did i do i made a horrible mistake i'm in the, a worse position than i was before and now i can't go back uh, you know, it's like so many times people taking drugs or drinking, you know, when you first do it, hey, life is good, everything's great, mm -hmm. see, I can do this, and there's no downside, and the next thing you know, you're crashing and burning. It's really frustrating, though, because uh, and this is why these programs are so important. You run into so many people who, even people who are very Catholic, I had a friend of mine tell me that she ran into a woman who actually teaches at a Catholic school, and she was talking about her family, and she described her, her daughter, I think it was, as transitioning, and I'm thinking... You know, and, and my friend was like stunned because here's somebody who's Catholic. It seems like so many people fall prey even when they claim to be strong Catholics. Well, you know what it is? Everybody wants to be sensitive. We all care about our children. We want what's best for them. And I think part of it's also many cases you're dealing with families where they only have one or two children now. And so there's a heavy focus on the individual child where, you know, when you had six or seven kids, you know, there's only so much attention you pay to anyone's particular situation. And now everybody's being told, you know, well, you need to be sensitive and culturally we need to understand this. And you don't want to have this child be ruined for life, mom. You want them to be, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to commit suicide. You know, the, see, the suicide right. rates are very high. What they don't explain to you is after these transitions go on, the highest suicide rates are even higher. So it's not a solution, and we're having more and more people finally being able to speak out to say this is a mistake. Or, you know, if this is even something going on, you need to take it much slower. There's a big difference between dealing with kids who are six or seven and saying, gee, I feel more like a boy or I'd rather play baseball than play with dolls. That somehow means I'm, I'm a boy instead of a girl. Uh, you know, when you're 20 years old and you're and you're dealing with some gender confusion, first go to a psychiatrist, go some, to somebody and see what's going on. That's what it used to be in the old days. It's like somebody mm -hmm. saying they're possessed. The first thing the church would say is, well, let's go and look at all of the natural reasons why right. you may be having problems before we look at the supernatural. It should be the same thing. Let's look at all the natural reasons why in your life, your upbringing or anything, why you might be confused before we decide to take these draconian steps. 
It's so important because what you're doing is you're putting that out there just like you did with A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. So again, remind us of the special with Mary next week. It's called The Transgender Movement, What Catholics Need to Know, every day next week, Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So just be aware, we'll have a heavy advisory in front of it. We want people to see it, but we don't want people to be assaulted by it because it's it's done uh, you know uh, you know in a way that's not uh, in your face but it is factual. doesn't sugarcoat it though right right mm-hmm. it lets you yeah. know what's really going on we have to wake up we have to realize that these things are not just happening someplace else they're happening in your school and like you indicated not only in your public school but in many cases into catholic schools or into other uh, organizations your your child may be involved with, and all of a sudden they're asking them what you know what's their preferred pronouns, you know. Uh, so or teachers yeah. are getting fired in Catholic schools or some other schools for not for refusing to to call them by their quote unquote preferred pronoun. Yeah, right. it's, it's just and and with Prop Three in Michigan, by the way, God forbid if that goes through. If that goes through, we've got kids who can go and get puberty blockers and sterilization and start the transitional surgery process without parental involvement. And, and that's consent. the part. It gets it gets buried in these other emotional issues. Nobody knows that they buried this stuff in there. You know, it's like uh, Joe Biden saying, well, I want restrictions on uh, Roe v. Wade. Well, effectively, the Roe v. Wade had no restrictions. I mean, yeah, it talked about after six months, but effectively, there were no restrictions. Doug, thanks so much for doing these programs, and maybe we can get Mary on next week to talk about it because that would she's, be perfect. She's That'd terrific. Be great. She's, she's great. so knowledgeable, so, and yep. and just love her work. Thank you so much for your patience. I know you're no <laughs> you've been in media a long time like me, so you understand <laughs> when things happen. Absolutely. And again, all the all the information can be found at our homepage at ewtn.com. Uh, Doug, can I say go Yankees? Is that okay? Uh, you better say it because right now they haven't gotten started. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down two, so whatever. Hey, have courage, right? Coraggio. <laughs> be not afraid. Be not afraid. All right, thanks, Doug. Have a great weekend. Take care. And we'll be right back to talk with Bishop Perpich from the Diocese of Arlington on a Friday morning. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. Hello, this is Mark Gregory Williard. I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Dallas, and I'm currently discerning a vocation to the priesthood at Holy Trinity Seminary. I invite you to support the Spes Gregis Benefit, 
our annual fundraising effort with a gift or sponsorship. Please visit HolyTrinitySeminary.org to donate or to view sponsorship opportunities. Thank you so much for your consideration, and God bless. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning. So appreciate uh, the great work of a wonderful bishop in the United States, and we have many of them. And I I just love the work that Bishop Burbage has done in terms of media, because you know that's my area of expertise. And I was so grateful for a letter he put out, as well as my Archbishop put out, regarding the issue in the Church of digital transformation in the Catholic Church, how we can utilize the media more effectively. But also, uh, the big news recently was, and I was able to do a cute little uh, thank you and congratulations video uh, for the bishop, was that Bishop Burbage actually celebrated the 100th episode of his Walk Humbly podcast, which has been a big part of your ministry, Your Excellency. And when you started it, did you think, first of all, because I know I I was saying in a little clip that I did for you to congratulate you, I know what it's like to produce content daily, that you'd have 100 episodes already, and the impact that this would have. And good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks so much, Teresa. Great to be with you and, and your listeners. And you're right. It, it did seem like very quickly that we got up to the number 100, 100th uh, podcast. And uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for me uh, to communicate with the faithful of the diocese uh, in a timely manner. Uh, the podcast enables us to discuss the issues of the day as they happen uh, because we know, you know if we wait until we have an opportunity to put uh, a response or uh, clarification or whatever in our printed media, uh, then that time loss is not addressing the issue as it surfaces. So we really try to make the podcast uh, talking about the issues of the day, uh, what is right in front of us, and allow the opportunity for me to answer the questions of the faithful. We invite questions uh, so I know exactly what's on the heart of my parishioners and uh, be able to respond. And the other thing is, too, as you know, uh, we cannot always rely uh, on secular media. Uh, no, I'm shocked. I'm <laughs> shocked and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sometimes surprised at some of the things I say. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. What the podcast allows, this is my voice. It's mm-hmm. not a quote or a misquote. It's my voice. And it's a wonderful way to, to re- reach a large audience. Uh, and, and I'm very grateful for the parishioners who tell me that, you know, especially in Northern Virginia, being stuck in traffic uh, so often, uh, they have the opportunity to listen to the podcast or when they're walking or whatever. Uh, so it's just a it's a it's a very valuable tool. It takes a a great team to produce right. a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all worth it, and I'm I'm supported by a tremendous team. Before we get into some specifics uh, about different things you're working on now, what are some of the most common questions that do you find that come up in the podcast since you've been doing this for a while now? Yeah. Um, well, of course, you know, uh, the, we were doing a, a number of podcasts uh, during uh, COVID. And as we know, things were changing every day. 
and it implemented it, it caused uh, called for implementation of uh, policies and procedures uh, within our parishes, within our schools. So we were able to, uh, you know, speak directly to the faithful uh, throughout that whole period. So that was uh, that was definitely um, a, a very important time to be able to have uh, this tool. You know, sometimes uh, when there's uh, political debate, um, mm-hmm. you know, our our country, especially here in Northern Virginia, uh, we're so close to the nation's capital. Right. Uh, whether it be um, on the moral issues of the day. Um, how to deal with elected officials uh, in, you know, proclaiming their Catholicity, uh, but taking positions uh, opposite of our core beliefs and, mm-hmm. and moral convictions, uh, the whole vaccine issue. Uh, and, and so, uh, the, the, as you know, as a, as a very talented uh, media person, uh, you have to be able to say, we don't, uh, we don't come with the, the agenda. We allow it to evolve and right. uh, because we don't know what it will be in any given mm-hmm. week or any given day. But that availability when our listeners and parishioners know, well, they'll talk about it. If it's in front of us, they'll talk about it. And so you have to be open to that flexibility. And you know, Sometimes we, we deal with uh, some scandals within the church uh, that really are a burden and weigh on the heart of our people. Right. And we have to be talk. Sometimes you have to talk about the subjects that are not pleasant, uh, but they're on our hearts. They're, they're right in the center of the room, and we can't ignore them. And I hope our listeners, uh, you know, understand that we're always willing to do that. So how can people find the podcast? And by the way, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with His Excellency Bishop Michael Burbage of the Diocese of Arlington. I just celebrated a 100th, uh, 100th episode of his beautiful podcast, Walk Humbly. Where, where can people find it, Bishop? Yeah, I think the easiest way is just go right to our diocesan website at um, and on the Diocese Arlington's website, and I, I think that's probably the easiest way to get get to it. One of the things I find uh, so fascinating about the age in which we're living is that we have access to to things that our bishops say, our popes say, our priests say instantaneously. I was just talking about this with Doug Keck, and I think in some ways that's good, but I think in some ways it can be, um, we can have, I think, sometimes too much information in the sense that if there's something a negative that happens, we can get caught in it, caught up in it too much. So how do you find that balance? How do you encourage people to have that balance when it comes to the fact that it's a great thing that we are able to access information and it's beautiful that you communicate with, with your people? But where do we, again, find that balance? Because the church is all about balance. Yeah, and I think, you know, the we have to be careful, as you say. Balance is a great word. Uh, we have to be careful not to react too quickly. Right. Uh, in other words, uh, as you say, things come to us or reported to us uh, very, very uh, on, a, uh, on a fast pace. And I, I think we just cannot uh, automatically uh, read what's in front of us, take that as, as, as the absolute accurate uh, report or whatever, just saying, okay, wait a second, uh, this is an issue that has surfaced, here's what's being reported let me let me step away from this. Do a little homework here. Right. Uh, make sure that there's uh, this this is accurate uh, before I start. You know, giving uh, you know my thoughts or my opinion because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in that. You you could be reacting to something that that is not even true. Um, and so I think it's it's always always very good uh, you know to to slow down a little bit before we offer our responses. And always, always go to direct sources. You know, sometimes we'll just read a, 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 a headline 
or will we rely on a, a third party who's who's surfacing something via a social media or blogs or something like that? It's like, mm-hmm. well, let me go to the original source. Let me let me do so. Do your homework, basically, uh, before we start responding or, or reacting too quickly. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. You're singing my song. I must say that like then, I sound like a broken record for those of us old enough to remember records, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, fact, you know, yeah. We, live, we live in an age where we right. are everything's so instant, and we it's it's easy to fall into that trap. I have to put on the pause button myself many times, yeah. and uh, but you never, you will never regret doing that. You'll never regret saying no. I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Wasn't the first person to get out there with my voice or or, or my thought. Uh, but when I did, I was responding to the real issue, and I mm-hmm. did my homework. You'll never yeah. regret that. You may regret if you if you're trying to be you know too quick or be the first voice. You say, "Oh, I spoke. I spoke ahead of time. I, I should have waited." Absolutely. We're talking with Bishop Michael Burbich in the Diocese of Arlington on a number of issues, including the fact that Big Congrats, he just marked a 100th episode of his podcast, Walk Humbly. So let's talk a little bit about something else that's been going on in your diocese, which my understanding is that it, it apparently is being looked at by other dioceses, your excellency around the country, as a good model, talking about listening sessions. Tell us about that. Well, we were really blessed. Of course, all the bishops throughout the world uh, recently did listening sessions on, for the Synod on Synodality right. mm-hmm. uh, per the request of uh, Pope Francis. Uh, but we were actually ahead of the game, or maybe it was divine providence or the Holy Spirit, because the year before that, before we received the instruction from Pope Francis, uh, we in our own diocese could uh, conducted over 100-plus listening sessions because we were in the process of forming a five-year strategic plan. And I did not want the strategic plan to be coming from the chancellor's office, uh, but from the people of God. And in order to do that, we needed to hear uh, from the, the faithful throughout our diocese. And we invited uh, participation, and we included uh, people to do so in person or by surveys. And it was a tremendous, a tremendous experience for me. I was so grateful uh, for how the people spoke uh, enthusiastically, passionately, respectfully about what they saw as the pastoral and spiritual needs in their own life, in their own parishes, where they were able to say, here's how the church or here's how the diocese of the parish has been helpful, but here's here's some areas where not so much so, and we need to really begin to improve our effectiveness in these areas. And so we were able to uh, really get a great consensus, uh, uh, you know, about what are the priorities in the diocese moving forward. And we came up with six pillars, uh, which uh, they were revitalized evangelization and faith formation. People want to be formed. They're saying, Hmm. Bishop, we have the desire to go out there and share our faith and teach it and, and bring it into the public arena, but we need a little bit better formation. Uh, you know, what is the church teaching? Why is the church teaching? And how can we communicate that with people who are rejecting us and resisting us so much? Uh, cultivate authentic discipleship in Christ. It's not enough to say that people come back to church, go to Mass. Essential, important, obviously. But if they're not becoming disciples right. in an intimate relationship with Christ, that's not going to be sustained. Right. Uh, invigorate Catholic education for all. Uh, we are very passionate uh, about the fact that we are able in our schools, our Catholic schools, to teach the truth, uh, not to compromise it, and to do it mm-hmm. in love. And we are, have heard from parents and 
I'm sure this is not a surprise to you or to your listeners. Uh, you know, once they were awakened to what really is being taught right. uh, to their children and, and that desire to keep parents out of the process, all of a sudden, you know, they, ter- they look at Catholic schools and say, no, we see ourselves as partners with parents and your child will receive the truth and love in our schools. But unfortunately, um, the cost uh, and the tuition prevents a lot of people uh, from, you know, availing themselves uh, to this very, very important gift. Uh, so we have to we have to address that issue. Uh, strengthening parish and family life is another pillar, uh, fostering one communion of many cultures. Uh, we are blessed in such a having a multicultural uh, diocese. We want to highlight each culture and the gifts they bring. But remember, we are one body, one body in right. Christ. And mm-hmm. then deepen our commitment to charitable works. We have a very charitable diocese. People are so good. But we need to increase the, the not so much the numbers or the dollars, but the level of participation. And maybe we need to do a better job inviting people uh, to support such ministry. So we're real objective. And I said <laughs> our strategic plan will not be a binder on a shelf. This is going to be a working sheet. Yeah, that's a great point because I do get, I have to say, sometimes I get really frustrated. For example, I've been blessed to be able to cover many events in Rome uh, in my work at Ave Maria, my work as a a Catholic writer and and evangelist. And I'll go to these amazing events, these amazing conferences, Your Excellency, and then you come back and, okay, then it it gets put in the document and it gets stuck on a, a shelf or online somewhere. That's so frustrating to me. It is frustrating. I think uh, I know I have to share that same experience, Teresa. I'm sure our listeners have, and I'm sure many of your listeners have been part of strategic plans where, and I know I had been, where you do all this work and effort, but where is it? Where did it go? Uh, and so I'm like really determined. So what we did, we put together not a think tank, not committees. We put together working groups, 93 people, priests, religious, lay faithful. How are we going to do this? And I have 110 uh, recommendations on my desk right now wow. uh, that's received. All very creative. Now, some of them overlap. Uh, at all very creative. All like, no, we said we're, this is a priority. We said we're going to do this. Here's how we're going to do it. And now, part of Your Excellency, I please it. forgive me yeah. for, for interrupting, but that music means we're out of time. We're going to get cut off by the satellite oh. break. But listen, you are a wonderful bishop. Thank you for your faithfulness and hey, your energy and God your enthusiasm. Bless you and your ministry and all your listeners. Thanks, Thanks so Your Excellency. God bless. We'll have to have you back on. Bishop Burbage from the Diocese of Arlington, ArlingtonDiocese.org. Congrats on your 100th episode of your beautiful podcast. We'll be right back. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Sanctity is not an outgrowth of a person's political opinions. Sainthood is about the demonstration of heroic virtue, and that has virtually nothing to do with a person's politics. Not all political views are equally good, but whatever your political view, you can be a saint. Because being a saint doesn't mean that you have all your intellectual opinions perfectly formed. It means you have been purged of disordered self-love, and you have put on Christ. The late Cardinal George used to say, the church is not conservative or liberal. The church is Catholic. Dorothy Day, was she conservative or liberal? Oscar Romero, conservative or liberal? St. John Paul II, 
conservative or liberal. We have a different agenda, even when it comes to the social order. But our primary agenda is sainthood. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. minutes past the hour. Catholic Connection, thanks for tuning in to EWTN. And don't forget, for all the great programming, including A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, The Gender Agenda, and the special documentary that's going to stretch over five days next week regarding the transgender issue and featuring uh, the excellent theologian and teacher Mary Hassan, go to EWTN.com. And a big thank you again to Bishop Burbage uh, from the Diocese of Arlington for spending some time with us and for being open about some of the challenges he's facing, but also a big congrats on his 100th episode of Walk Humbly, his podcast. I do want to refer to the, uh, the first reading, which I found very moving in terms of our discussion today, talking about making sure that we are staying focused. This is a letter of Ephesians. I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, one body and one spirit, as you were called to the one hope of your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. We'll see you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. The Catholic Marketing Network, CMN, invites you to their 2022 Christmas event on December 16th through the 18th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. This amazing family Christmas event features inspirational talks from Father Mike Schmitz and Chris Stefanik. Family activities include a Christmas pageant, live music, fun games and activities, pictures, story time with St. Nicholas, gift shopping, and more. Register at cmnchristmas.com. Early bird pricing ends October 31st. Use promo code JOY2022, cmnchristmas.com. Again, cmnchristmas.com. Are you a small company needing IT help? Is your computer running slow? Do you need help securing your network? Do you want the peace of mind knowing your computers are running optimally and securely? I'm Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Kelton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com, pro-mul.com.
TIS.com. We use our talents to help with your technology so you can use your talents to run your business. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 